0: I have your inside scoop of the hottest gadgets of CS 2019, the deals that you can expect following the Consumer Electronics Show, and I am saving you a lot of money by answering your cash questions this week. Woo! One week in Vegas, that is all done now. Hi, I'm the YouTube deal guy, Matt Granite. It's a week, that's a long time. If you've never heard of me before. We've never been here together for these podcasts that I upload every week. I'm so happy to have you here for the regulars. Welcome back. I really do appreciate you listening. This is a fun time for us to save money together. You, if you are new to this, might know that I am uh, likely a personality on your local TV station. I also work for Amazon and uh, other than, than doing this syndicated savings segment across the country, my main pride and joy is now podcasting and YouTube. So, I figured we would combine both with this Deal Guy podcast, and today, let's get right into it. I was not only able to present at CES 2019, I presented actually for Amazon, I did some stuff tied to Alexa and smart homes, but I also did a few videos for my YouTube channel showing people the -the behind-the-scenes excitement tied to CES. I'm going to talk about the biggest trends, and then more importantly, in the second part of this podcast, the deals, yes, there are actually money-saving things that tie themselves to CES. We'll discuss that. And I have a few money questions which have accumulated. I apologize for this background noise. My heat has actually stopped working right now. I'm recording this in Toronto. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm wearing a jacket that kind of makes noise, so if you hear that, that isn't my jacket, and I sometimes have to adjust the microphone because I don't want my teeth to chatter because I'm freezing. All right, let's start with CS 2019. More importantly, we'll talk about the big trends. Some of you wondering, how am I the first person in the building every year? How does this work? You've probably seen the footage of me in an empty convention center that's all set up before it releases to the public. Yes. Several years ago, I was somehow registered as, I think, janitorial staff, and then I was on the setup committee for another presenter at the show, and I get this really early media access where I'm able to go in overnight, which is kind of amazing, and, and showcase CS before it happens, and I was doing this over the course of the years, and people were like, okay, this is really cool, but it's weird without the people, so this year, for the <laughs> one of the first times ever, I actually shot my YouTube videos, which are going to correspond to the information that I'm going to share with you right now from the floor of CS with hundreds of thousands of people, so quick breakdown CS, how it works, how you go, and uh, then what I saw. CS is tied to presenters, exhibitors, and it's kind of funny. It's called the Consumer Electronics Show, but the consumers are the people that generally aren't there. It is a media-friendly event and tied to industry professionals. So if you have some tie to the tech industry in one way or another... You can buy a pass for $100, and then with the show being the second or first week of January almost every year, the tickets go up to about $300 in December. And if you are a member of the press, you can get in for free, and some international visitors can also attend for free. But the Vegas hotel rates are so jacked up, like you won't believe, it's a very expensive event to attend, a lot of people are excited about it because you get to see the the floating taxis and the f- robots and the AI. And I'll, I'll talk about the focuses in a moment, but that's how you go. CS, just as a reminder, if you are still curious about it, is in the main Las Vegas Convention Center. There's a north and a south hall, and then it's also at the Venetian, and then it is also uh, tied to the Sands Convention Center, which is an extension of the Venetian. And the pre-CS is usually at Mandalay Bay. So it's big, it's busy and it could take sometimes just to walk down a hallway where it would otherwise take you 30 seconds. It it could take you close to 25, 30 minutes just to maneuver yourself with all the people. A five minute drive, for example, from Mandalay Bay to the convention center or from Caesar's Palace to the convention center, which would be, I don't know, 10 minutes could take you as long as an hour and 15 minutes with the amount of people and the amount of time it takes to actually get into the building. So those were the changes. What did I notice this year, different from last year's? Just some heightened security, more dogs, uh, more detection, and also a focus, before we talk about some of the cool tech trends, there's a really interesting focus on doomsday scenarios. I saw this all over the place. The what if, what, what happens if we're hit by war, we're invaded. A lot of technical... Advantages that you could get from different products where you can purify your own water and ways to keep emergency bands tied to different areas of your home. it was really interesting. It's unfortunate. I don't believe I saw anything like this last year, but this this connected emergency responder type futuristic thing that we sometimes see in horror movies was was also very pronounced at CS. but CS was a happy place. so let's talk about the happy things. All right, let's talk about the robots. And by the way, everything that I'm talking about right now, in addition to the deals that I'm going to discuss in a moment, are all items that you can watch or purchase. YouTubedeals.com is where you can find me, and I have a video that corresponds to everything I'm going to showcase right now because I know audio is great, and I appreciate you taking me on the road or if you're listening at home or on your commute or wherever it is. But if you can accompany this with some visual later down the line, it will be waiting for you. So the robots were very interesting this year because they weren't just the typical robots I've seen in the past, a bunch of robots running around greeting and smiling. you. A lot of the robots actually are using the same type of AI that we would otherwise have access to in our own homes. One of the robots that I did, it was I think one of my second or third uploads, was a robot that was using the skills tied to the Amazon Alexa voice service, so the skill set That you would ask your echo was part of the brilliance of this robot and it actually had a female face to it you could obviously customize the race the gender the speech patterns but it was essentially an alexa robot full size i danced with it very cool but it was interesting to see the the same toolkits that we can buy as consumers reinvented it or not reinvented but perhaps showcased differently in these large full-size robots that can then make their ways around rooms. I, I was asking some of the robot robotic developers why you would want a robot. What would we use it for other than really good party tricks and laziness? And of course, I always give great focus to the accessibility community and anyone living with any type of disability. Uh, that's f- obviously first and foremost. I did a, a few videos on, on different types of uh, wheelchairs actually this year. But I th- I'm like, why really? What is a robot going to do? And I think the answer was... Security, concerts, hotels, airports, helping people get around, getting basic questions answered, where is the nearest bathroom, things like that, where a robot could potentially replace an individual. Of course, we don't want robots to replace people, but as a cost-saving, you know where I think we need robots? Home Depot or your other favorite local hardware store. I mean, how many times are you in an aisle and you have a question and you can't locate someone? I think it would be great if we had a robot for that, so definitely there. I also think of some of the the places where I've shopped where people have been angry. Subway sandwiches, sometimes they're angry. If I had a robot making my sandwich, then maybe I would at least get a smile sometimes. But anyhow, it depends. It depends on where you are. And and, uh, yeah, that was was my little distraction on robots, my verbal distraction. So I digress. Anyhow, uh, those are robots drones not as much of a thing every year there's drones and there's these what they look like almost like batting cages where these drones fly at each other and then more drones come into the mix and it's a Cirque du Soleil of drones if you're unfamiliar with Cirque du Soleil is it's the Quebec Circus the Pride and Joy that then moved to Vegas and tours as well and they have the Michael Jackson one show Cirque du Soleil the Beatles show the Zumanity which is the adult Cirque du Soleil show but anyhow there's my Cirque du Soleil point The drones this year were more tied to ways that you can actually help people living with disabilities. So drone delivery options, drones as a second set of eyes rather than guide dogs, some really interesting things tied to that type of AI also incorporating drones. The robots that I did see in, in terms of the smaller grade type ones was the closed folding robot, which has been at CS, I think, probably for the last five or six years. A lot of people ask about that, but also tied to accessibility, a lot of robots designed to help guide people and then robotic drones. So you're kind of combining both technologies, which was which was odd and also beneficial, depending on what side of the, the spectrum that you're on. The thing that I really like, which I want to talk now about the products that will make their way to everyday consumers 5G, amazing. Think about our smartphones. We have 4G right now, and we can barely get a phone call made if we're anywhere within the vicinity of a tunnel, right? Your your phone has facial recognition technologies, fingerprint readers. You can launch a rocket ship from your phone and control your alarm system, but the darn thing can barely hold a phone call if you're not near a window. Oh, yeah. 5G, 5G, really nice being rolled out not only around the world, but, but with a great focus. On consumer technology and and improving smartphone quality well I did see T-Mobile actually they they had some really interesting setups tied to products that they had sponsored at CES but they had a a very interesting product where you plug it into your car and the whole thing your whole vehicle becomes a Wi-Fi spot so just really interesting ways for mobile technology connections on the go and some fun things that you can use within you are I, I think trying to stay a little bit more connected and you can't always rely upon your phone so, yeah, that's good. Anyhow, uh, as we continue with some of the other things that I loved at the Consumer Electronics Show, I am very, very, very excited that the self-driving cars, the autonomous driving vehicles, not just something that is of the future, but a lot of that technology now being utilized in everyday vehicles. So it's, it's always exciting when you can see a $500,000 car that'll drive itself around or some of the really nice Mercedes or Tesla models, and there was an Audi at the Consumer Electronics Zone, the Amazon setup that had Alexa built in, all these really cool electric vehicle components. But for me, I get excited when that car we can all afford will have some of those AI Technologies Incorporated, so first things first, if you do use cruise control, there is a version of what I'm about to describe tied to the 2017 Nissan Rogue, I think was one of the first times we saw it, and uh, a few other vehicles, where your cruise control can help space you out with the vehicle in front of you. This I discussed it in last week's podcast was actually everywhere. So uh, you enable cruise control and then you select the space that you are comfortable with between you and the next vehicle and the car will adjust. So that was something where this is going to be in I think almost every major vehicle probably within the next two years. So that is great. The uh, self-parking features will be much more pronounced within vehicles within the next three years. and I think that's really key because uh, the the number of close calls and accidents that we all succumb to sometimes while parking. It, it's, you're trying to maneuver in 12 different ways. It would be nice if a vehicle could assist with that. So that is a very exciting thing to see. Yes, I like that. All right. In addition to that, and I apologize, you're going to hear my code a little bit more because I'm still frigid. Uh, the smart fridges... A little bit more pronounced this year than usual, smart appliances. Uh, there were things that I just don't think make sense, smart microwaves. I, for example, when you microwave something, it's generally for a couple of minutes at most. You don't need your smartphone to notify you when your food is ready. And then I asked one of the people tied to the, one of the smart microwaves I was looking at, I said, why? <laughs> What's this for? And they said, well, it's really good for people who are living with any type of disability or in a wheelchair. And I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't even make sense. If you can put your food into a microwave, you don't need a smart microwave, right? What, what, what is this? And they still couldn't really explain it to me, right? Because obviously, if you are living uh, with someone or you yourself are listening right now and you're in a wheelchair, your appliances are generally going to be at a level that's comfortable for you. Having an alert on your smartphone doesn't make it any more accessible or less accessible. So the only thing that I could think of that would be decent is if you perhaps were defrosting something and you needed help achieving the consistencies. But again, that, that in my opinion is a useless smart appliance. I did see some cool smart appliances that I think are highly useful. The smart bath. You're like, wait, what? This is this. What are you talking about? Why do I need a smart bath? Here, work with me for a moment. If you think about how many times, if you do run a bath, that you would need to turn your temperature adjustments into place, or you need to adjust the taps, or you need to check the water, or if you're like me, you have a baby, you're cross-checking that water 10,000 times before you put your beautiful infant into her baby seat in the bathtub, it would be so easy just to set a temperature of 88 degrees or 86 degrees, whatever temperature you're comfortable with on your smartphone or even through a faucet, and have that temperature achieved evenly across the board. That just makes so much more sense. So things like that, where you have to run back and forth, not a smart microwave, but a bathtub... I thought that could be pretty cool. Shower temperatures, too. I saw some smart showers. Moen and Kohler were all over the place. I, I, I think that would be really nice. You wake up in the morning, your shower turns itself on after the alarm, and then within seconds, you are at the perfectly comfortable temperature to you. That That is a, a very refreshing smart technology. The smart toilets, not so much. I mean, you've seen them, right? Or you've probably been in a hotel. or Perhaps you're fortunate enough to own one of the Japanese-style toilets where they open and the seat is heated and they have the cleaning functionalities. That's that's good. It's, it's, it's great if you can afford one. Those have not dropped in price, but the uh, the smart bathtubs and, and some of the features I saw were not particularly expensive. Uh, the disappearing TV was really cool. There was a, a TV that moves from with inside, uh, almost like the, not the TV stand, but the the AV tower, whatever you would call it, that the TV can actually be suspended and, and come out on top. So that was very cool. Some of the robotic technologies that will help make you a little bit more fit were interesting. There was, I mean, no one would buy this because it's not affordable, but it is in development. It's a table tennis playing robot where the robot will play tennis against you. There was uh, something tied to, uh, what was it, boxing. There's some really cool boxing robot that will play um, soccer with you, different sports. The uh, curved television, the roll, the TV that rolls up. LG has one. Samsung has one. That's been at the Consumer Electronics Show in the past. There were some interesting things tied to massage chairs that kind of suspend you a little bit more in space than they used to. So they're more capsule-based now, which was interesting to see. And some very nice autonomous driving functionality tied to wheelchairs. I did mention that those were prevalent. The Virtual reality this year uh, and virtual reality rides were were a big thing. Some really cool things. They were very fun. You wear a virtual reality, virtual reality headset and a ride will throw you around. Not that a consumer would buy this, but these were interesting setups because these could be in malls. These could be in small spaces. The idea of a future where some of the... Most frightening, terrifying drops on a roller coaster are no longer things that need to encompass so much space. So every year, Cedar Fairs and some of the other large companies will tell you, all right, we've got this roller coaster. It's the biggest, it's the best, and it runs 10 miles and blah, 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 blah. But if you can emulate the excitement tied to a roller coaster in a device that can actually fit in the average kitchen or living room, not that you would put this inside your house... But it it increases the thrill factor while diminishing on the actual floor space occupancy, which I think is is a phenomenal thing for virtual reality. I think it's great. I think it's thrilling. If we could have these VR theme parks that were indoors for parts of the country where there are climate issues during, like, for example, I'm in Toronto right now. If I want to ride a roller coaster, I have some time to do it usually between late May till mid-September, and that's it. And that's even if I'm around. And they're $100 for admission in many cases. This is a great thing where for, I don't know, 15 bucks you can enjoy all you can ride past in a virtual reality park. So I thought those were fun to see. I know I've talked a lot about that, but you can tell that I was clearly on one of the rides. So, yeah. Uh, the World's First. 8K OLED TV was beautiful. LG had that. There were a lot of firsts for companies, but it it will be a while until many of these technologies make their way into households, which is what's going to bring me very briefly to your reminder that if you are looking for a TV with 8K and 16K televisions, the 4K TV TVs will, will almost be as mainstream as a 1080p television very soon. And as affordable as a 720 or 1080p TV. So the TV prices will drop. That begins February 21st. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is on that day as well. And I'll, of course, be profiling some of the price drops. Yeah, yeah. Televisions, televisions, robots, drones. And uh, that is fun. Okay. Yes. The next thing that I want to briefly mention were the Connected Cities. We saw a lot of these very intelligent parking meters where you do not need to get out and put any type of money into a parking meter. You have an app on your phone, which when it's within the vicinity of the meter can actually exchange funds. And then you're not constantly needing to drop quarters or update the meter or check an app on your phone to see how much time you have left. It knows when you're parked and and continues to pay the meter. So those are, those are really useful components, right? Oh no, I need to put more money in or I need to adjust my app. Imagine just being able to park and, and not worry about that. So that was interesting and uh you know vehicles that are just better equipped to help navigate to, to emergencies the the nearest uh what was it there, there was a really cool feature in a vehicle where if your phone notices that your heart is in any type of distress or any type of irregular heartbeat your smartphone can notify the vehicle which will then tell you where the nearest hospital is and if you are unsafe to drive your vehicle will stop and safely pull over And emergency dispatchers will be able to ping the address of where you are. So these are really interesting ways where smart connected devices, where the watch speaks to the phone, which speaks to the car, uh, for me that's what makes the consumer electronics show so interesting it's not just the the 10,000 demonstrations i saw of smart locks it's how that lock will work with a different component of your house or the thermostat will work with your alarm system or i mean it's even what i have now in my smart home right the if the alarm is triggered all the lights turn on how is that working what's happening well my alarm system which uses a z-wave which is a Technology, which is all over the Consumer Electronics Show and present in many locks and modern alarm systems, is tied to one component, which is tied to another component, which in unison produces a much better way to live your life, and you're not spending an arm and a length for it. So that's what I like about the Consumer Electronics Show. They call them smart cities, but it is simply several components that work in unison to produce a result, which is more intelligent than if you had to flick a bunch of switches or do 12 different tasks on your own to achieve that same goal. There you are. For those of you wondering, I'm not reading. There is no script. This is this is what's in my head right now as I come back very excited from CES. By the way, I did go skydiving. I got a great deal on that. I did go dune buggy in it, like a sand dune uh, buggy, which was kind of cool. And I did go to what I believe was my second or third nightclub in my life, but I got in for free. So that was how I was able to decompress a little bit from the actual convention centers. By the way, one thing I will say, and you might've heard me say this on my YouTube shows, it, it is a sausage fest. It is like 98% men at the Consumer Electronics Show. There needs to be more women there. I don't know what what happened, but there are so many people within the tech industry that are not only women, but so much better at our jobs and my job than guys. So like, I just seen there's like, there's so many uh, my, my second or third cousin, Shira Lazar, she's amazing. I, I, there are people dominant in this industry that understand technology that could do a better job than all the guys there. So it just, women, if you're listening or you, you know any industry professionals, it would be so nice to see. The ma- honestly, the majority of the women that I saw were uh, overseas presenters and primarily from Asia there, there were not a lot of people walking the floors. So it was, it was all guys everywhere. So that was a one gender trend that I noticed. It seemed there were actually fewer women this year than last year. I know that doesn't make a difference for a lot of people listening, like, who cares? But I, I just don't think any industry of any kind should be dominated by one, one male or female. It should just be, you know, a little bit more even. I think that's what makes disciplines more interesting. Okay. Personal rants done. Before we get to your money questions, a couple of, uh, let's do, I don't know, two or three deals coming out of the Consumer Electronics Show that I think are very worthwhile. So uh, first thing is the IKey Personal Safe. You might have seen me demonstrate it on your local television station this week. This is an $80 deal that's generally about $160. Bucks. There was a, this was a CES deal, and then someone released a video of it being easily to open. But the, the point about the safe, you can secure your wallet, your what can you secure? Your passport, you can keep medication away from kids. All really effective things that you can do. And the safe is a not only keypad based, but also app-based safe, Wi-Fi safe. So you can open the safe from anywhere in the world, which is awesome with an app. You can share access with a member of your household. But the second that it's tampered with, you can get an audible alert and alarm and you can also, find out from wherever we are that someone is trying to open the safe, which can easily be mounted in seconds. It's also small enough to take with you. It is highly portable. It has an app that has medic medication reminders, and it is the world's first smart safe. So, if you need anything that you would like to section off from the public, this is a great safe. There was a, I think the BBC did a video of someone smashing the top of the safe and breaking it open. The point of the safe is it's a deterrent. It's not meant to keep everything inside like a bank vault, but the fact that the safe was tampered with or someone smashed the top and then the door opened is what is tied into the smart component of this, I would be able to know anywhere in the world that someone opened my safe or that it was tampered with. And I think that is that is what makes this very exciting. So the iKey Pro Safe, $79.99 is the deal price I found for a brand new version down from $160. If you do want to check this out, mattsdailydeals.com, youtubedeals.com, there you can take advantage of it. Or if you want the direct link and you are listening right now, dealparade.com is the deal tied to that. So that is one of my favorite CS products that is uh, very cool to use and I think worth having. If you are looking for a unique massage unit where you put, what are these? They they look almost like if you've ever gone for a cardiogram where they put all those little things and you stick them to your body and it measures your your heart rate, they kind of look like that and each of these pulse massagers can actually produce some type of stress relieving, relaxation inducing experience where you're, you're not getting a traditional robotic massage, but you're using these little pulsating units. I think you get several tied to a a unit where you can turn it on and off and it, it was cool. Those will be 40 bucks next week down from I think about 80. So those were an interesting product on the massage front because I did mention those robotic massages and massages being a big thing. Uh, Smart toothbrushes, those will drop January 28th, I'll have them, toothbrushes that can actually sense areas of your mouth where you could be getting a cavity where there is any type of tartar buildup, uh, decay, blooming, and it can actually help you brush better. But you're getting the insight of a dentist basically built into a toothbrush. The ones that I found will have a six-month battery life in most cases. They're fully submersible. They're usually $180. bucks. i am going to have them for 69 and $79. That is on the 28th, which is a really cool thing. Very excited about that. Smart pillows. Those were interesting. Uh, a pillow that will do basically what a sleep tracker does. You'll find out uh, how many times you've s- uh, tossed and turned over the course of the night. If you entered a deep REM sleep, your breathing patterns it was very interesting to see that in a pillow for me again i don't really think i'm gonna spend money on a smart pillow i just want an awesome pillow but whether or not you need a luxury pillow or not those deals drop february 4th and i'm very excited about those those price drops those will be some of the lowest price pillows of the year i saw smart security blankets smart um, weighted blankets those were those were interesting so it is interesting to me always, how companies will incorporate smart technologies. So idiots like me on television will talk about them. But I think as we go back to the example of the smart microwave, it really needs to to check off a box. It needs to actually complete a task that would otherwise be very difficult for us to accomplish on our own or saving us some time of energy. A smart fridge, just back to that point for one quick second, could be useful because, well, I'm not going to surf the internet from my fridge if there are items that are running low You can reorder from your fridge. The Amazon Dash Replenishment features tied to some of the smart fridges were interesting to see. I think Bosch had one of them. Those are are cool. A smart oven would be great because you can actually get some more insight as to what's going on inside your oven, especially if you're baking for extended periods of time. I saw a smart oven where you could actually turn it from deep air fry mode into a baking mode. And again, air frying, a very popular technology that you wouldn't usually find in a typical oven because it uses a different type of convective heat. So these are all smart technologies that are useful, but the the smart pillows, smart weighted blankets, not so much my thing. Just my opinion, but yes. Okay then. Got some interesting questions for uh, cookware. What else do we have on here? We have a back to exams question. All right. And... Another Actually, i got a weighted blanket. All right. I'm going to run through these questions right now. So this is awesome. Okay. uh, This is from Angela. Angela says that she... I swear these are real questions. This is not to be self-serving. She said that I have really white teeth. I'll, I'll spare you this whole message about my smile. But she wanted to know, when can you buy the best teeth whitening deals and what is the best kit? There's a pure white teeth whitening kit, which is dentist recommended and really safe for your enamel. If you have sensitive teeth, this would be my top pick. That will drop February 8th or so. YouTube deals.com, I will have it, uh, but that is uh, my top pick for that. And again, a reminder, that is not dropping the same date as some of the other beauty products. Valentine's Day, Lip lux is a deal within that period of time. Um, believe it or not, really good pairs of headphones, pillows, bedding, those all drop in the week leading up to Valentine's Day, which is February 4th. Okay. Got a couple of questions about cookware. Someone wanted to know about cast iron sets. And Bill wanted to know about a cookware set that I featured last year. So uh, the cast iron pans will drop uh, January 22nd. I'll have them best cast iron set of the year. And then uh, there was a cookware question from Bill. uh, Some of the top Italian cookware sets drop February 1st. Getting some cookware questions, which is always interesting to see this time of year. I think this is also a time of year where a lot of people are looking to eat better, but also pay a little bit more attention about what's going into their body and what types of activities they partake in, which actually leads me to a a uh, keto-friendly salad dressing deal. I'll mention this because this did drop today, thedealminute.com. It's one of the top keto-friendly salad dressings and marinades in the country that's part of that diet. It's keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, sugar-free, carb-free, preservative-free. Keep in mind that a lot of the salad dressings that you will buy are the most unhealthy part of the salad. And if you've ever been at a restaurant and you've noticed that the Big Mac is healthier than the salad, or at least has fewer calories that's tied to the dressing. So a reminder, uh, if you are looking for some deals tied to eating better, the $50 deal down at 2099 for two big bottles of the origin salad dressing and marinade is one of the deals that you can find. Thedealminute.com is where I found that deal. So uh, that was why we talk about food got a very good question oh i like this only because i can rant a little bit more but just a a quick question on what is better and this is from ashley what is better the roku oh i like this the roku or buying a smart television so I, i think what ashley's asking is should she just make a television smart with a device like Roku, Fire TV? I'll broaden it up a little bit. I think Roku is amazing. I think Fire TV is great. I don't love Apple TV. I think it's overpriced for what it is. Uh, or should you get a smart TV? And my 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 thought on smart televisions is a smart TV is great if you really just want one dedicated remote and you don't have to buy a universal remote or do any type of programming the smart software is built in you can stream till your heart's content and one remote will control the volume the apps your netflix your prime video everything that's great the one disadvantage to a smart tv is that as your tv ages the apps are not often updated to the same extent nor is the software so for example, if you have an LG smart TV, Toshiba, they're great smart TVs, but if you are having to use the television four or five years from now, it's software and how you access all of your favorite smart television apps will not see the same update where you could just go out and buy a new Fire TV stick for 40 bucks every three or four years. My thought is that if you can actually find, if even if you can find it these days, it's very difficult. If you can find a television that's not smart, my, my thought is always buy that TV and then make your television smart for thirty or forty bucks. You can buy a Fire TV stick on sale and do that. You can buy a Roku stick. You can buy a Roku device and actually plug the Roku in and enjoy that. But if there's ever a way to make your smart TV smarter, or if you can find a basic TV and make it intelligent, that would be my way to go. I, I just, I think relying solely upon what's built into the smart TVs, you can often find a, a better. Device to do the job for you. I think the hardware is is always important to update, especially when these days they're almost disposable. Really think about it, right? You can buy a smart TV on sale at a really low price. Awesome. You can buy a standard television without the smart components for basically a a disposable price. And the same goes for the $24.99 Fire TV stick, which is what its sale price is many times over the course of a year. That was interesting. And then uh, last question here, Kayla, back at back new semester, when is a great time to buy backpacks? Her backpack from last semester is broken. January 25th, there will be backpack deals. Some of the best backpacks will be $29.99. And I will see if I can try and uh, profile one for you on television or YouTube because I would like to do that. It's always fun to showcase backpacks. All right, then, that takes us through the CS recap podcast. I know I had a couple of tangents. I know I spoke very quickly. And I also know that I was a little bit all over the place. But keep in mind, I was in Vegas right now for at least eight days and I'm kind of losing my mind. But I had so much fun sharing this with you. In next week's podcast, we're going to discuss hardcore Super Bowl TV deals and what not to buy. I know often I tell you what to buy. I'm going to tell you what not to buy. And of course, maybe we'll have uh, some other uh, insight from many of the people listening right now. A reminder that because you guys ask questions, because you listen, because you support me, you're making me better at my job. But for the people that are listening, you're asking questions that can benefit everyone. You guys often think of stuff that I would never think of on my own. And that is one of the huge advantages of having you here. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, like, and share it. Again, if you like it and you share it, it it enhances its discoverability. That'll mean more people are listening and not so I can get additional ear time. Is that a thing? I know FaceTime is like a TV thing, but ear time? Uh, That's not the point of this. The point is that there will be someone else that'll ask a great question or help hold me accountable on, on something that I should be doing better or covering better. So you guys are amazing. I love you, youtubedeals.com to watch the video to tie into anything that I discussed on this week's podcast. It's been great to have you here. Happy savings. I'll catch you next week.